0: Sup freaks? It's your boy Marty here to introduce this episode of Tales from the Crypt. Dun, 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 dun. Sat down with a trio. It's a three-person, three-person pod. Uh, two from the Zebedee team and one from the Lightning Labs team. All involved in the Mint Gox uh, Gaming Tournament Company, I guess. The Gaming Tournament Platform. They have a big one coming out. Uh, December 27th, and they're going to have a big announcement at 3.30 Eastern. Uh, So, guys, make sure you go check out that tournament, Mint Gox. I should tell you who I sat down with. I sat down with Christian Moss, Simon Cal, and Desiree Dickerson uh, to talk about all of this. We talked about gaming on the Lightning Network, non-fungible tokens versus integrating Lightning Network into your game, the incentives and... uh, perverse incentives that come along with nfts and trying to make a game specific token and why uh, an apolitical uh, agnostic token like bitcoin via the lightning network probably makes the most sense and a bunch of other things Uh, i think you guys are really going to enjoy this one and it was brought to you by good friends at the motherfucking
1: cash app cash app
0: cash app App. they're helping you stack sats and sets sell sats if you so please you can also receive sats on the app we're saying sats 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 sat, sat, sats because they've officially officially made sats the standard uh, you could make sats the standard your own uh before but now they're just foregoing that saying hey sats are the standard on the app what are sats you may be asking uh for any of you new to this podcast new to bitcoin new to the cash app sats is short for satoshis and a satoshi is the smallest smallest unit uh of a bitcoin there are 100 million satoshis in one bitcoin You get 100 million sats, you have one whole Bitcoin. You don't have to buy fractions of a Bitcoin anymore. You can stack whole sats. This is huge. On top of that, uh, Cash App last week added a Bitcoin boost. I've used it twice already and have gotten sats back. You initiate the Bitcoin boost uh, and you get up to 5% back. I believe there's a $7.50 limit on uh, the amount of sats you can stack on the boost at any given point in time, but it's there. Use it. Stack sats as many ways as you can when you're spending uh, using your boost card, which is accepted anywhere that Visa is accepted. You could be stacking sats as well. Top of that, you can stack slivers of stonks if you want to. It's available. You can buy as little as $1 of a stonk. Cash App could be your bank account. They're offering account numbers and routing numbers for you freaks. Uh, so go check all this out. Download the Cash App today. And When you do, use the code stacking sats. That's S-T-A-C-K-I-N-G-S-A-T-S. You're going to get $10 and $10 going to go to our good friends at Owls Lacrosse. That's Owls Lacrosse.
1: <laughs>
0: Owls Lacrosse.
1: Stack those
0: sats. Stack those sats. Stack those sats. And enjoy this episode. How do you like my whispering? What is up, freaks? Welcome back to Tales from the Crypt. Your boy, Marty Bent here. Friday afternoon, East Coast time. One guest is on the East Coast with me, Two Are in England, so a few hours ahead. Five hours ahead. We're six hours ahead now. What is it now that we had daylight savings?
3: Five, I think. It's five, yeah. It's dark anyway. (laughs) Six o'clock.
0: We're uh, we're sitting down with a team from Zebedee. We've got uh, ladies first, Desiree Dickerson, Christian Mosh, and Simon Cow, We're here to talk about the Lightning Network, gaming, Mink Gox, what the hell's going on, why should we use Lightning over NFTs. So I think we're going to start this conversation. I think if you freaks been listening to this podcast for quite a while. I actually had Andre Neves on, on the show in 2018, which is crazy to think it was that long ago. Um, uh, and that was back when he was at Koala Studios, bef- which uh, eventually rolled into Zebedee. Is that correct?
3: Kind of, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well Andre did. <laughs> yeah,
0: Andre's rolling in. and Koala so the-
3: himself is a, is a river now, isn't he?
0: I think so, yeah. And um, so that's like the last time we talked about gaming over the Lightning Network here on TFTC. You guys have been putting on uh, tournaments on the weekends, uh, building games, having people from all over the world join these tournaments and basically compete to win sats so i guess let's start with the inception of zebedee the particular games you're working on and then we'll get into the tournaments that you have this sunday and then a week from this sunday as well um so i don't know who wants to jump in first as the first four person podcast the
2: des is, is from lightning labs not zebedee yeah. <laughs>
1: Yeah, because I love the Zebedee folks. I am still lighting Labs. You have a Zebedee, um, so very much
0: there. Did what? I send the invite?
1: No, that's Celia. Yeah. yeah, no, no, no. I'm at huh. Lightning Labs, but um, I do love the yeah. folks at so. very much, um, and that's why we work on the, the Mincox stuff um, together. But yeah, I mean, Simon or Chris is <clears throat> best to like get off and. and I thought you were doing dual Zebedee roles. Like
0: I know you're at Lightning Labs. All right.
3: I thought I thought for certain she's just uh, she's just the covert plant that uh, starts. I suppose with like a, that's more game. about we
2: have Mint Gox, which is like a, a collaboration between Zebedy, uh, Desiree,
3: uh, like Thunder Games. Yeah, so me, Mint Gox is like we can talk about like the inception of how Mint Gox ca- kind of came about. Yeah, um, see that
0: now. I'm checking now. I sent it to your Gmail, Desiree. I'm completely wrong for some reason. <laughs> I thought I sent it to a Zebedy email. Yeah, to get into it.
3: Um, so Zebedee was something that. Um, I mean, me, Chris and Andre, the co-founders, and we all kind of had similar ideas of this independently. And I was at Bitstamp and I, uh, you know, the Bitstamp guys are really, you know, really Bitcoin heavy and have been and really into gaming. That was their background. Um, So they let me incubate this idea of Zebedee, which is, okay. let's take Bitcoin and make it a payment, the payment infrastructure for gaming um you know blockchain gaming and we can talk about this later but you know blockchain gaming had a you know a whole thing and it's really failed because like the games like are not great and who wants nfts and who wants like specific gaming tokens so we thought okay like bitcoin is the global entropical digital value if we just create the infrastructure to enable people to um to like game developers to plug it in then it'll open up a whole new world right and what we're not trying to do is pump like our own asset we're trying to pump bitcoin um, so I, 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 put that, you know, that plan together and I got like, Chris was like, you know, someone I knew from like 2014, I think when he's like, he's like the OG of Bitcoin games. I was playing Sarah Toby. Um, and then Andre, you know, obviously he was, he was probably like the, 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 the most highly recommended Bitcoin and lightning engineer who could like, you know, operate in gaming as well. So we, we spun out and formed that about a year ago now. Um, and it's been, and it's been yeah, it's been really cool. I think we've you know we've built all the products out, and I, we can talk about that. But you know we we've built the infrastructure for game developers, and we've also built our own uh, Bitcoin wallet. Um, and it's not just to have another you know Bitcoin wallet out there. It's a gaming companion, so it has a seamless UX, so you can really integrate with the games in a in a deep way and use it as your fun wallet, uh, not your kind of main spending wallet. Um, and again, we can go into that in more detail. But that's kind of like you know the background on how we we got started. Um, the uh, the fun thing about Chris is that everyone thinks he's Japanese, and I I like, had never met Chris before. Like right? I um, I only knew was Mandel Duck, and I knew he was based in Tokyo. So we 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 planned to meet up at Bitcoin 2019, um, and I I was going to try and like pitch him to join, and he was there, and he won you know the gaming hackathon there. Um, and when I when I met him, I was expecting to meet this uh, this Japanese guy, and then in turn, this like six foot four bald guy from the north of England. Uh, so that was that was quite a <laughs> yeah, you... the middle of England. It's only the north to people down south. Yeah,
0: <laughs> I've got a uh, I've got questions about your time in Japan because you're in the woods in Japan, right? Yeah. In the woods, is that I'm getting my bitcoiners mixed up? Okay, you're thinking a whiz? Maybe. I'm, think, oh, yeah, I'm thinking a whiz. Um, <laughs> yeah. But. I like the way you guys are framing Zebity too. Is payments platforms for virtual worlds and building dev stack, or excuse me, a, a stack of tools for devs so that they can integrate Bitcoin into this stuff. Um, and it should be
3: the enabler. That's the that's the whole point. Like like we we're, we're working on like enabling the application layer. There's loads of people doing great work on the infrastructure, and like if we can make it easy for anyone to plug in and use Bitcoin, then it should open up a whole like amazing world. Like I mean, if you think about it, like that's, you know, Bitcoin's a virtual global programmable currency and what's best, the best place to use it is in virtual programmable worlds. And the reason like crypto and gaming hasn't picked up so far is because it's people trying to like pump their own token, which like no one wants. <laughs> um, Sorry, but, like, Samson. <laughs> um, but we, I think we can like move on to then talk about Mint gox because like Mint gox has really proven this, that this works. Like, um, you know we you know when when COVID hit um you know it, it disrupted our plans to like you know go around conferences and show off the games that chris had made and show it works so we just like you know i, I can't remember how it happened but like us and des was involved we were like should we just like start our own esports tournament and see what happens <laughs> and then like again the, the name it got kind of came from Noah as well uh, i can't remember how you got involved there like what was the what was the conversation
1: I don't even remember what we were on a call for. Um, I can't remember, but I mean, I've personally just been interested in this use case from the perspective of Lightning Labs, because obviously, I mean, you know, Marty, I listened to your very long podcast with Ryan. um, So Ryan and I work very, very closely together. Um, And so, you know, he and I, um, along with Elizabeth and the rest of the team think about, a lot about like, how do we grow the network? Um, you know, how do we bring on new users? And so gaming has always been interesting to me because I think it's just kind of like, to me, it's such an obvious on-ramp to bring people not, you know, not only to Lightning, but you know, just to Bitcoin. Like People are coming to play these games who have never ever touched Bitcoin before, never really thought about, but it's so easy. It's not even, it's even easier than earning Bitcoin because you're actually having fun. Lightning through gaming, and so um, that it just became a pet project, like a pet interest of mine. Um, so I, I don't know. We were like randomly on a call. I had hosted a gaming panel at the Lightning Conference last year, and was hoping to like, um, you know, do some like Lightning gaming talks at um, at M- at MCC that was planned earlier this year. And so I, I was just interested, and then for whatever reason, Simon and I were on. similar or on the same call and we just got to talking about it and we're like okay like this shouldn't the momentum shouldn't stop we need a way for people to like see what's going on in this growing ecosystem and that's kind of how the first mcgox Created and then there was just so much demand. We just yeah.
3: keep the cool thing growing is works, and growing like, and growing. Right? And we we're all
1: obviously to, like, have full-time things works. that we're doing, um, um, but you know the people the, the want cool more, is we that um, it so we're kind of just like,
3: like people. It makes
1: we're just building and putting it out there. So um, it's definitely being created in response like, to what people want to see and why it's different from just like you know
3: paying to buy skins and stuff that you do with games at the moment. Um, but we've like over the past, so our tenth event will be next month, um, um, and over and we built up a, a community of a thousand people, like th- that are doing this, and it's like it just keeps growing, and we've also attracted sponsorship money, so now we're we're starting to give away like ten million sats per. Per, per event, which we will do next next event, like that's what's there to be given away. Um, and we've got more more money to like give even more away. Like people are, you know, see this is like the way to get the next user and the next type of activity. Because like not not everyone wants to be a trader. Not everyone wants to be an investor. Like, uh, and not everyone wants to. Um, well, I suppose everyone wants to like you know buy stuff with with Bitcoin. Like you know use other great stuff like Fold and Bit Refill uh, and stuff like that. But we're, this is this is something completely different. Like you can just turn up, have fun, and come away at the end with with some money, um, some real money.
0: <laughs> it's, so Desiree referenced the conversation I had with Ryan Gentry, and I think for the Lightning Network specifically, it's from where like it's in, not. I don't want to say the Lightning Network's intentions, but the market's intentions of what the Lightning Network use case or the use case of the Lightning Network would um, sort of uh fill fulfill mainly payments micro payments at that um for like little mechanical turk things doesn't seem to have really um manifested like uh, people want to hodl and paying like small amounts of of money via the lightning network is really appeasing to everything but this year particularly with stuff that you guys are working on then the stuff that I've been playing around with on the Sphinx chat with the podcasting stuff, it seems like the Lightning Network is stumbling into um, maybe non obvious use cases, gaming being one of the biggest opportunities, and especially when you consider the. I mean, that's all like a lot of like the big trends in tech and stuff, like esports going to take over the world, multi billion, eventually trillion dollar market. And it just makes a lot of sense that the Bitcoin world and the gaming world would collide and the fact that you yeah. can do so in this this fashion is is fascinating because again these tournaments I think I just saw a 16 year old win like a 3 million dollar uh tournament for f- uh, Fortnite the other week like oh. uh, yeah it's insane and like to think yeah like of these worlds merging makes a lot of sense so i i guess the point i'm trying to get to is just observationally you guys are f- following this obviously is is like are any of the gamers starting to look at this and, and see like, oh wow, I can make SATS. Like I may not win that three million dollar prize eventually, maybe there is a three million dollar prize denominated in SATS, but just making small amounts of money. Like, do you see gamers getting into our game in and all?
2: in Mint Gox are definitely kind of they have that in mind, like they had the idea that they may be only winning like a few hundred bucks of prizes now but then if they huddle they kind of think that you're gonna have like a a story they tell their grandkids yeah i got my millions from playing mint gox um so i think they see the appeal like i think in my so i've been doing like bitcoin and gaming like since i guess 2013-14 i think a lot of the kind of the energy that was in like bitcoin and gaming kind of got kind of got like drained by the whole scaling issue. And everybody then went over to ETH and other blockchains because it was like, you know, well, what can we do? You know, there's no solution on, on the table. And, um, you know, they weren't, you know, Lightning Network wasn't out there. So I think a lot of the energy and, you know, especially the market in a way has gone that way. But I, you know, but I think now we have the Lightning Network and Mint Gox is showing kind of that, you know, hey, it's possible now I, I i think we're going to start to see that energy coming back um yeah. so yeah i think i would say i would
3: get the word out yeah <laughs> yeah i'd say definitely i think that what we've been doing i mean gox has proved it and then once people see it they're like holy shit this this makes sense um and i can like from the position that i am and the people that i'm like talking to like like in our network and in the gaming network is is that in the next three to six months we're going to be seeing mainstream um like like tournament gamers and players like doing this stuff like it's gonna like the next six months is going to be really like fun and eye-opening um, like th-
0: that seems like a pivotal tipping point for this is once yeah. you get those those mainstream guys that are on twitch and talking shit. Yeah.
1: Well there was already we already saw like a couple of people who are active um on the Mintbox Discord who also just you know stream on Twitch other games putting their like Zebedee like static QR codes in their Twitch profiles. So people were like tipping them to play other games. Like this guy was like screaming at the top of his head. He was like, oh my God, I'm I'm like winning Bitcoin. (laughs) He was like freaking out. It was amazing I just kept sending him stats because it was hilarious. But um yeah, I think it's also interesting because it's not just like, oh, the, you know, the top person wins Bitcoin or however much. Like Chris is like kind of like playing around with these like cool incentive mechanisms where like in Bitcoin Rally, which is like Mario Kart, you know, there's, you can pick up Satoshi's in the game, like coins. You can choose to either like hold those and like cash out at the end of the game or you can you can choose to like, Launch them at your opponents and try and get ahead of them and win. Um, Or, in like, I I think, Chris, you were saying that you were seeing folks who were just like, they weren't even concerned with winning. They were just going around, like, trying to stack stats (laughs) in in, in the gap because they didn't think they were going to win, but they still wanted to, like, stack some sats. So there's some really cool things that Chris is playing around with.
2: I got like 500 sats or something, you know. (laughs) They're kind of happy in a way. Yeah. It it definitely, play with incentive models for sure.
0: Well, I think it's a good opportunity to take a step back and dive into the actual mechanics. Like you're mentioning, somebody putting a Zebedee QR code on another game on Twitch. Like, how, what is the user experience like when they get onboarded to to a game produced by Zebedee or when they're entering a, a Mint Gox tournament?
3: Well, the great thing is that you can just turn up as a no-coiner and not be onboarded. And you can, like, you can play the games and stack sets. Um, because the game is supposed to be fun anyway. And it's only when you get to like the end of the game, it's like, oh, I've got some, I've earned some stats in this game. Now I can download a wallet and, and take them out. Um, that's the really cool thing. There's just no onboarding process whatsoever. It's only once you're incentivized to do it, then, then, you, then you take part. Um, and then once you're on board, as you say, you've got like, you know, there's a whole like suite of products. Like you can take your Zebedee QR code. And like, if you're a, you know, streaming another game, you can put that on your stream and try and get tips, or you can like integrate it into another game and stuff um so it's yeah it's just seamless like uh you know go and go to z- zbd.gg um and you know download your game um we're hoping to make like we're hoping to make it even more seamless in the future so that um you know there's not even any like qr codes and scanning and stuff you can just like log into a zebedee integrated game and um uh you know with your gamer tag and then you can just make transactions from your wallet without like scanning qr codes
0: yeah. So you're like in COD, like you're like buying the weapons and stuff like that. It will just be like that experience, but there's actually the lightning network.
3: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Tied into
0: it. And, yeah. and Desi, you, you mentioned like cashing out and stuff like that. So do you have like off ramps to Fiat or how does that work? Like once, when somebody, when you say cash out, do you just mean move their Sats off of the platform into their own wallet?
3: Yeah, well, I think I think what we're talking about here is, is when we say cash out, is you have it in Bitcoin. I mean, our belief is that, you know, where we're going, we won't need fiat. So this is purely just Bitcoin. Mm-hmm. So you, you, you then use it to spend in other games, HODL or spend elsewhere. Um, there will be on and off ramps, um, you know, and the stuff, you know, n- next year, there'll be, uh, you know, developments where, you know, you can have more of this interoperability. But right now we're focused on like pure just just Bitcoin. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean, ideally, like, you know, there be like, there's, can, we can create these circular economies in games where it's not any, like, for me, like, any, like, sats that I stack in Saratobi or just like, sats stack or these are just like fun advanced play games, like, I just use those directly to, like, Drop power-ups in the game so when you go to mcgox.com like there's a dash, like a streaming dashboard where you can watch the game so I'll, I'll watch bitcoin rally and then i'll just scan the qr code um on the dashboard just sitting here and i can dr- drop pa- uh, power-ups directly in the game or with bitcoin bounty hunt which is like a first person shooter Like i can just send some stats to increase the bounty um on certain players heads and kind of influence the game so it's cool that we're like breaking that fourth wall between um you kind know, the person who's watching and also like they can interact directly with the game which is is really not happening anywhere else? Um, so that's like that that that's really cool. So ideally, you know, like I'm winning sats and I'm using those sats in games. And then at some point, you know, um, it would we want we want to make it very easy to like buy things in the game. Um, you know, obviously esports funded by sponsors or advertisements. So if people could use the sats that they're winning in the game. Um, they can, yeah, they can, they can purchase from those no, no, That's what I was going to
0: say, you guys, you mentioned Bitcoin bounty hunt. I've been advertising mm-hmm. on that since the launch. It's such sure. a seamless, it's such a seamless integration too. So easy. Just put a JPEG and pay a couple invoices. I check once a week, try to make sure we're topped up and getting TFTC uh, throughout the game. But the, again, the, the the many different ways that the stuff could be monetized and in a micro transaction level, like I pay like a quarter yeah. like a quarter worth of sats every week for an advertisement in a game like i don't think the gaming industry even understands that like in-game advertisements <laughs> coming enabling. yeah it's so
3: like direct to consumer as well like it's mm-hmm. i mean some of the sponsors we're working with like they they're starting to really see that like you know you can directly interact with the person and they see that value so the next step is going to be like instead of just billboards you get like sponsored power up so you know who's giving you that Bitcoin. Like there's a little box with like TFTC on it and there's some sats in it. And you run over and you can you get that. That'll be pretty cool. Um but um going back to like going back to one point you made about you know the new things the Lightning network can enable like in our in our last event we had 10,000 transactions over a two hour period. Like that is an insane amount of transaction activity that's only enabled by microtransaction the Lightning Network. And it's not because you're doing, it's not because you're doing anything that you used to do that, that Bitcoin's now replacing, like buying a coffee and stuff at large transactions. It's these little things like collecting coins on a track, like shooting someone else getting their sats or, you know, the audience sending, being part of the game and sending sats to like interact with the game. It's just like, so, the, well. like just the, the connectedness and the energy is insane. It's like, you're not just watching a game, you're now part of it because of, through Bitcoin.
0: Yeah, it's, and again, for an industry that's so big and, like, one of the biggest trends in the world right now, like, it seems like a, I know Black Swan event is used. Yeah, I... And ad nauseum. Ad nauseum
3: but, I, uh, I say the things that make me sound crazy, like, you know, gaming is the biggest entertainment industry, like, bigger than movies and music combined. Like, I think that because because, like, it's not defined by any physical limits... I, I like to think that within my lifetime, like the gaming industry, virtual worlds will be bigger than the real economy, like <laughs> the amount of activity that's happening.
0: That's pretty heady. We'll go to, uh, what's the movie? What's the movie? I'm thinking of Ready Player One. Here we go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you could do like a Ready Player One, like Ready Player One would have been a perfect movie if it incorporated Bitcoin. Like they are yeah, finding yeah. private keys. and
2: Yeah. We do have a plan to do a kind of Ready Player One style treasure hunt kind of in Make Gox like hide these kind of clues across the games, and people can jump in and like try and find the clues. And there's like some big Bitcoin treasure hunt or something. So um, yeah, we, we have pleasure. we have one
3: new sponsor who wants to put some significant money into that. So watch out next next year for uh, Chris's Ready Player One challenge. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. What's the uh, <laughs> Have you guys seen an inflow of developers around this? Like, uh, are the are the game devs getting excited about this stuff? Because that's the other thing, like you could help these indie game developers monetize, correct? So, so that's, yeah. in a way, originally,
2: like the start of this year, we were, we had big plans to go around to all the gaming conferences. And I think game devs don't really know about it, you know. So we were going to kind of showcase it to them at all like the major, you know, um, places like T- Tokyo Game Show or Pocket Game. But all, all the things got canceled. So we kind of pivoted to meet Gox and we're kind of more we are user focus at the moment we want to build the community and then we got something great to show the game devs right i think if you go to game devs now and show them like a simple casual bitcoin lightning game like they're great you know stuff like bitcoin bounce you know the thunder games game but it's not necessarily going to wow some of the publishers um so i think when i will definitely kind of next year once we have like kind of these larger grand tournament with the, the decent games we're rolling out, I, th- I think we're definitely going to start to get some attention. But I think this goes back to my previous point. A lot of the game devs we speak to, I think they've kind of been, I think consensus has been speaking to them first, you know, and uh, it's, um I think a lot of that energy has kind of, kind of gone into the more blockchainy kind of NFT, make your own token kind of space. And uh, I think a lot of them, like people, uh, most people in a way like most people heard about bitcoin very few people have actually heard of the lightning network and when i speak mm-hmm. to game devs i get a lot of well like bitcoin did, didn't you have a scaling issue like <laughs> yeah kind of thing and but now we can actually kind of show like i think simon and i it was a few months back but we went to um, a kind of blockchain gaming meetup in manchester in england and a lot of people were showcasing their games and they were kind of nice looking games but they were quite cumbersome and confusing well first you 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 download metamask and then you get some eth and then you get this nft and then you you know and they really didn't they couldn't really demo it at the time like at at the conference but simon and i at the time we had this street fighter style game um reiki yes yes yeah so we kind of just got people playing that and the audience could just kind of like send some sats into the game to drop power-ups them in, I think it was a bit of an eye opener that how you know easy it, it was and how it works now kind of thing. Yeah, uh, people in the audience
3: had Blue Wallet and they could just play, whereas with the right. blockchain games, it was just like, okay, here's some future complicated thing you might be able to do. And then yeah, like, well, transaction. <laughs> <laughs>
0: let's, let's dissect this a little bit, let's compare the two the user experience. Like, again, it, it just seems like a clunky download metamask, get this. Get some ETH, get the CRC20 mm-hmm. token. Hope- and you have to be like invested,
3: them, like- you have to be invested in a new gaming economy where those NFTs are going to be work some worth something because you work for them. And like it's so hard to make a game succeed. It's just like to have an economy that's going to support that NFT and the in-game token. Like it's just like that it just doesn't work. Like you spend all these years developing the game, and then it just like you have to pay people to to like play it. It's just, yeah. yeah Yeah, it's just a bit tragic whereas with like what we're trying to do it's like you add just add bitcoin to an existing game we don't need to develop the games and it just makes that game even more fun and it's just
0: it's a whole conversation of do you develop your own network effect or piggyback on another network effect that has other exactly
3: utility outside of gaming we just want to give another tool to make to give game developers to help them make great games rather than trying to reinvent the gaming industry ourselves and turn it into an investment industry which is not um I think like the concept of adding to existing games is really powerful. And like, I would, I would, I would encourage everyone to like attend like Mint Gox ten simply because we have this new unveil of like a new gaming experience and a new Zebedee integration, which I think will like be a real eye-opener um, this so, like, is tournament on the 27th? On the 27th. Yeah. Yeah.
2: We're going to reveal something that's been a bit hush hush, but I think it'll kind of illustrate what we're talking about. And I think once, people see that it's going to just be like the light bulb should go off in people's heads and you go, oh yeah that makes sense this is easy you know it's,
3: it's not right, it? because like
1: this is uh, the announcement of the announcement okay? yeah the announcement <laughs> of the announcement
3: because what i'd say is like chris is right that we talk to game devs and they're like okay i kind of get this but when i when i've been telling them about this integration that we're doing then they get it like the light bulb goes on and it really resonates um and then they start to get excited um, so yeah, we, we don't want to give away too much right now, but yeah, like it's, it's called like the secret integration on the agenda. It's like a three thirty EST, I think. Um, so yeah, definitely, mm-hmm. definitely follow that.
0: Mark your calendars freaks. This is, a uh, I actually,
3: and you'll get free sats. So it's two, two incentives.
1: Right.
0: Yeah. And that's, Hey, yeah. we, we saw, uh, we saw hot girl Meg giving out sats yesterday
1: and I, <laughs> my God, I, I'm so so depressed that I didn't get any I, any Bitcoin bag out I had like a a
0: side conversation with some friends in the Bitcoin world they're like, Do you really respond to that you you shameless freak. I, was like, <laughs> I was like, yeah, actually, I remember like not taking advantage of the Bitcoin faucets uh from like seven years ago, and I really regret that and seven years from now, I will regret not tweeting it hot girl meg for some sats so yes i am shameless um so likewise i'm probably going to show either. up to Mint Gox for some free sats now too um it's uh what was i was gonna say oh yeah so mechanically or on the back end like infrastructure wise how is it how are you guys setting up your nodes and channel management how does that work um on the back end with these games is it, is it like a a That's a question for Chris. Yeah. Very, invo- very involved process. Is it set it and forget it? Do the users well, have like, to think about it at all? So
2: if you're a player, you don't have to think about anything. You can basically pick any Lightning wallet and just play the game, right? And if you're a game developer, so I guess I should clarify that Zebedee, we kind of took the decision early on. A little bit based on my experience in Bitcoin and blockchain gaming over the few years, Like we, we didn't necessarily want to build our own games um, because we prefer to kind of build the tools and work with, you know, a, a real game developer to kind of make a decent game. So we actually are more focused on um, building tools for other game developers. So as far as that they are concerned, like we kind of handle all the complicated node routing aspect of, of it. So we have an SDK for like the most popular game engine. And all they need is an API key. Uh, having said that, you know, if you are kind of a bit more of a hardcore Bitcoiner, our SDK also links with BTC Pay Server. So you kind of can run your own node. But I guess we're more focusing on, at the moment is targeting the game studios who are just, they want to focus on making the game and they just want all the lightning stuff to work. So on our back end, yeah, like Andre, the CTO, is the person to go into the specifics, you know, but yeah, we, we, we have a pretty decent system with a few nodes, you know, and a few, you know, m- mainly using L&D, but we also have l- looking into other um, implementations for kind of redundancy. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: No, Well, uh, the reason I ask is because this actually leads to a very interesting point for the Lightning Network in general. Like a lot of people think routing nodes are going to centralize... Around uh, people providing financial services, but the incentive to facilitate in-game usage of this will just naturally provide other players in this in this routing game uh, bigger hubs with different use cases and in, in in different industries, which I think is a blind spot for uh, how a lot of people view yeah. the lightning network and how it will evolve and who will uh, facilitate. And a lot of people think, oh, it's just all the Wall Street's going to come in and take up all the routing. But mm. again, the, the utility provided for podcasting, for gaming, will present different n- uh, routing node operators than people think right now, I believe. Could be wrong, but do you I see think that so? so you
2: know, obviously, you might have nodes which are more specified to like larger payments, but they take a bigger fee. But then there's nodes which are specified to more microtransactions in games, which, you know, you know maybe you know there's less hops and it's more direct but maybe that it's slightly more centralized but you just you know you're sending like a cent payment in a game so it doesn't matter that it's you know super i guess decentralized right it's it's so I think you'll probably see these yeah, different kind of to
1: topographies see, like, these, like, evolve, you know? evolve. Um, um,
2: and then it's going to be, you know, you it's going to be I more, like
1: like, I of, guess like,
2: all those could be private, but there's going to be ones would which, which know, I, I like. have a reputation I like for that your privacy people. more, right? <laughs> so I, I think it's just going to be like different strokes for different folks, for different industries, for sure.
1: <laughs> no, no, um, you know, Justin, Justin O'Brien on our team is like always like coming up with these crazy conspiracy theories that like, you know, there's. Secret forces like working to like take over, like, I like, some cons- like, conspiracy theories like, on this podcast. Does, so um, you know, he's like the ancient aliens guy. <laughs> I'm <wanted> to- <laughs> <laughs> um, sorry, Justin, if you're listening. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: LM big is the CIA. We got to, we got to figure out that. We don't have to figure out who LM big is. I don't give a shit. Um, I think coin development kind of
2: takes those things, keeps those things in mind when people develop software for Bitcoin, right? Even if it's crazy, that's what we kind of build for. We assume that that's happening or it's going to happen to some extent, right? Which is why we have, you know, the philosophy of run your own node and this kind of stuff. Um, So, I think it's just good engineering rather than a
0: conspiracy theory. Yeah. So how do you guys think this I
1: think...
0: changes the gaming industry for better or for worse? Like, Is there a potential that adding this well... in-game financial incentive sort of perturbs uh, the reason people game today? Does it make it better? Does it open up the possibilities? Does it give the incumbents a run for their money as indie gamers can... Can actually compete and monetize. Um,
3: I think that's of- exactly it. Like, I think I think you're going to have indie gamers. It gives them like a, a new competitive advantage to get new users for the new things that they that they add. Um, and like ultimately, it'll help like people like Epic like take on like the because you can have your own payment system where you can like start to monetize and then like, slowly cut it. You like then you can say we don't need Apple like. Um, I think I think that's the path, and then the big studios will kind of catch on. If it if, if the indie studios start to make money, then the big studios will catch on and start to like transform what they do. Um, that's that's my view from the conversations I've had.
2: Yeah, I think that like the big studios, in a way, they generally can't do something that's risky because legally, you know, they're, they're often like you know they have a, a a commitment to shareholders, right? So if something hasn't proven to kind of work, they can't actually kind of roll it out in the products, but the privately owned indie game studios, they can take the risk. And once they start to make a profit, then the big studios can go to the shelves. Yep, yeah, we can do this now. You know, it's, it's kind of been proven. Um, but yeah, I, I kind of think, I did a presentation on this at the lightning conference. Where I kind of think it, it's, people say it's like going to revolutionize game. I kind of think it brings gaming back to what it was or what it should be. Like I, I kind of went a bit, philosophical in the presentation but kind of pointing out that before digital games people always kind of played games and spice it up a bit with a bit of like cash or value transfer right it was kind of like the human nature you know when I was a kid and we used to play board games we'd always like use whatever we would put our pocket money in there or we'd use our, our candy and you know thousands of years ago cards and chess it was all you know people played not for money but they often played, you know, with a bit of money or a lot. And um, I, I think once digital games came out, you couldn't really do that because, you you know, the internet, well, the internet, it wasn't around, but when Nintendo or Atari started to make games, you know, they couldn't, like, they could take quarters from the player, but they couldn't, you know, it, it was difficult to have, like, coins that could go between players. So they kind of kept that, like, in an iconic form where they had, the mario coin and mario would get the coins and that was always assumed that games and coins they make sense but they couldn't actually make those coins or sass right and then the internet zelda
0: zelda and rubies
2: exactly no it's just it you can kind of see it's hiding in there right and it existed in games before and they tried they put it in the game kind of in the ui and the ux but they couldn't actually make it Physical And then the whole gaming and internet got taken over by, you know, in-app purchases and all these kind of walled gardens. But now we have, like, Lightning and Bitcoin. I I think it just makes sense just to connect the Mario coins to Bitcoin, right? It's just take it back to where it was. So I think a a lot of it is just going to be quite simple and kind of just bringing gaming back to what it should be. But then on top of that, I think there's, like, an extra layer of new things and new innovations and new ways of gameplay that we haven't even thought of like bots competing and earning money for you and all these kind of things so i think that's like the interesting thing but yeah a lot of it is just you know kind of what gaming should be i think it's going to be possible finally
0: yeah
1: chris's um chris's talk i still remember at the lightning conference was like very inspiring like when he talked about kind of the like, the origin of, like, the social aspect of gaming and how, you know, how money has always been a part of that. And so I feel like, you know, this is just, like, happening at the right time. I mean, Gaming is becoming such a social platform. You know, people are living their lives on games, especially now with, like, COVID and everyone being totally remote, um, you know, people are starting <clears throat> to transition like their actual social activities to games. And so, um, you know, and I think Sphinx and, and and Paul and Paul over at Sphinx Chat is doing like an awesome job of like reintegrating like the transfer of value um, within social interactions. I mean, look at the success of like WeChat. So I think like, you know, this social aspect and gaming is going to like, Alongside, um, you know, Bitcoin is going to like collide to this like ultimate, ultimate social experiment. Where we're all kind of just like living and like transacting in games. Like that's that's like my like my view of the future. What what it looks like?
0: Yeah, that's. I mean, I'm not a youth anymore. I'm an old man now. <laughs> with a child, but isn't it crazy? Like, aren't all the kids like? Isn't that where they hang out instead of like meeting yeah. at the park? They meet at Fortnite, and there's like all these social hi- hierarchies between like tweeners and, and teenagers that are budding and like just a, a the whole new way of interacting like you were saying simon the digital economy yeah. in the gaming world may be bigger than the, the yeah like people, like people don't
3: understand like this is how people like yeah in, interact and socialize like you go on adventures and quests with your friends in a game like you're, you're you're investing like it's not just something fun you play by yourself you're investing all this like time and effort with with your friends and your reputation in the games um you know, people just don't understand that wave that's coming with like you know in the next five to ten years in terms of a social change um and what we're like yeah because i like i i try and play games with my like nephews and nieces who are like you know from like six to twelve like, and i remember like playing Fortnite with my um my with my uh nephew and like He'd be like, we'd be running around and he'd be telling me like, oh, he's like, you call all the other players kids like that you're trying to kill because like it's usually kids in the game. It's like all these like just codes and behaviors that they built up in the game that's really like cool and interesting. Um, it's also embarrassing to just get like, you know, owned by six year olds in a game. but <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> As a like, I'm, I'm like a 30 something guy. But um, uh, I just wanted to go back to something like you said about like financial incentives in games. Does that make it not fun? And like. As well as what Chris said, like using like sats to the perfect unit to use in a game because they're like one sat is has very little value, but it has some value. And it just kind of spices it up. So, so it, it feels like instead of using like dollars and cents, which just like takes it away and then you start to like get into gambling, this is just like it just has a bit of value and you don't it doesn't get to the point where you're gambling. It's just like you earn some points that that guess what are worth something outside of the game.
0: Yeah. And you can I mean and if the price of Bitcoin appreciates, like a lot of people think it will, you could you could even bump that down to millisats, right? Yeah, um,
3: yeah.
0: Are you are you taking advantage of millisats already, or? Our it's just
2: millisats is a base amount, so it is possible. Okay. To definitely make games with millisats,
3: but yeah, yeah, yeah. Play we're future proofing it. <laughs> yeah, right.
0: You got to think of that, right? One day we may hit sat cent parity, so gotta prepare yeah. for that uh, sooner than we think. All right, <laughs> well, we'll hope. But uh, yeah, it's interesting. Somebody's been away from the gaming world for, for quite some time. Like I'm having flashbacks to playing Halo in high school and just cursing people out. Like, is there a way to like financially, uh, uh, like, I don't want to say, like, to punish people for like bad behavior in these gaming worlds? Because isn't that like a big problem as well? Like bullying in the, in the gaming world?
3: Yeah, well, I suppose, I mean, if you're in a game and you're like, the admin kicks you out then maybe you like lose whatever money you've got in so there's like a financial incentive not to be like a you know a little dickhead
1: with yeah. the, the chat bot like we should have andre make it so like because i always get blocked if i use curse words on like the like <laughs> <Mixbox. laughs> like it won't let me send and i'm <laughs> So I feel like it should just like subtract some stats or something like, like a swear box. <laughs> yeah.
0: No, because you mentioned playing with your nephew and I'm just thinking like yeah. being twelve years old and screaming at like twenty five year olds, like cursing because my parents weren't in the room. <laughs> it's um Ah, gaming's such a I haven't I haven't gamed in quite a while though. That's what uh I'd I like I think you're
3: about to start again. Like yeah. Yeah. Spectator, well, actually, the min- spectator the next Spectate the next Mint Gox, and you'll start playing some games. I know. Gonna well,
0: I, I think I'm going to treat myself to a Mac Mini too. I couldn't play. I can't game right now just because I don't have a console, and my laptop's like eight years old at this point. But I hear okay. the Mac Mini is like a good, a good computer for gaming.
1: You gotta play Sero like Chris's like game where you're like a monkey and you like swing around with these bananas. It's like insanely addicting, like on your phone it's, it's amazing like oh, i i'm horrible horrible at
3: it but i thought everything was desktop at this point yeah so, i mean well, most of the game well no we do have some like Chris has mobile games and most stuff is desktop and even like games you can play in the browser you don't need a big machine i mean i i actually made myself a, 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 like a big gaming rig like i i started i built a grin miner a couple of years ago like got an awesome gpu
0: sorry for that
3: yeah, so that I did that for a couple of months and then I just thought I've got this gpu now I'm gonna make like a gaming rig and got a vr headset, but I don't even need it for the games. <laughs> it's like too powerful
0: Okay yeah, And it's yeah, so let's talk about some of the games you guys about we talked about Um Yeah,
2: well, yeah, I guess like it, again, it kind of started from I think Raikou is actually a kind of I think it was inspired from your show a little bit. I remember I was listening to your show I think you were talking to Lightning Caller or something, and you were talking about Street Fighter game, and I thought, ah, I'll make that. And I made it as a demo for Bitcoin twenty Bitcoin 2019 conference. It had, like, a Lightning hackathon, so that was one of the prototypes I entered. Uh, but, yeah, like, um, we basically, it, it's a big, originally we started to build, like, these sample games, you know, that were mainly for the purpose to show, um, like, developers and help developers build games, but then, like Mink got suddenly happened, so we had to kind of make these games playable online. So that's why Raiki was like a Street Fighter style game where you choose a character and um, two people fight, and you know as they're punching each other, they're basically taking stats from each other. And then we expanded it so the audience can like scan a QR code and like drop power ups for the players to get like to boost their health, stuff like this. However, that doesn't that type of game two two player fighting games don't really work online just because of lag if you have two people and one person has lag and the other person kind of, it, it really messes it up. So we basically kind of quickly developed Bitcoin rally, which is Mario Kart with lightning. And cause that works a lot better. It l- lags not so much an issue in a racing game because there are other players, but ultimately you're kind of racing against yourself, right? Like how fast can you complete the track? So that's the kind of game we're focusing on for Mink Gox mainly at, at the moment to kind of, um, used to do the tournaments and stuff like this. Um, yeah, but we also have
3: like a. Donna Labs, Bitcoin Bounty Hunt's really yeah. awesome as well. Yeah, Bitcoin. Um, yeah. Bounty Hunt's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, and then, then you have like all those old games like pre COVID. So like um, there's that one, um, Cypher. Um, yeah, we made a like a Pokemon games. Go style game. We made it, for, Chris made it for uh, Bitcoin 2019 and then the conference got cancelled. Really but um, that's really cool. Yeah, they, I, they were asking about that, actually. Do you want to revive it for Bitcoin 2021? That was cool. Why don't you talk about that? Well, yeah. I, so I actually,
2: back in 2013, 14, 15, I, I had a couple of like popularish Bitcoin games. So one was Saratobi, and the other one was a game called Takara. So Takara was like a Bitcoin geocaching. I actually got drunk at like a Bitcoin meetup once. And do you know... Tends to happen. <laughs> tends to happen. Do you know very expensive beers I think it was now but um when you're drunk and you kind of think you see coins on the floor do you know what I mean and it's just like rubbish or something or like a party popper that's how I got you know hey wouldn't it be cool if like there's just like bitcoin on the floor and then I was actually speaking to the guys from bread wallet at the time when they were bitcoin wallet and uh they were like yeah we kind of I was speaking with them and they were the sponsors for the game I think originally but yeah it was just like a game where Anybody could drop Bitcoin around the world and you kind of, yeah. you would secure it with like a geolocation specific question. Like, for example, you, you drop Bitcoin in a bar and then you go to the bar and, and you pick it up. But in order to claim it, you would have to say, like, well, what's the Wi Fi password of this bar or something, right? To kind of stop uh. you proofing it. Um, yes. Yeah, so that was actually quite popular. I did like a bunch of stuff in Japan with that, a, a bunch of campaigns. But then it all kind of hit the scaling issue and it was becoming quite difficult to continue so when we formed Zebedee we were building a similar game which is a bit more Pokemon Go style uh, but with the lightning network so you would wander around and kind of you would basically hack cypherpunks or something and then if you hack them like you you get Bitcoin and these were like based on sponsors but then like nobody could go outside for a while so we kind of shelved the game um, because of COVID but that's probably a game we'll probably look at bringing back as well you know anybody can just like drop bitcoin around the world with their like company logo or sponsor and then people can open the app and go and find it and see the advertisement get some bitcoin
0: yeah no this is i mean there's a shitcoin called geocoin that did exactly that right not with the advertiser but they would airdrop um and they would like geocache their coin yeah just like proving the point like anything any altcoin thinks of will eventually be ported over to bitcoin in one of its layers and yeah you know, and this well, is I, in, in gaming arguably has been one of the most popular use cases on bitcoin for quite a while especially if you consider satoshi dice a game which yeah you know, i was
2: gonna go into that like all the gaming was kind of on, i think to be fair though well i guess in a way all the nfts were on bitcoin
0: as well with counterparty. counterparty. yeah <laughs> No. i have so, i have a rare pepe downstairs
1: yeah i mean think about all these kids playing like these yeah. games like Fortnite yeah, so, yeah. and everything i mean this is just was like all kind of I mean, like anybody
2: who is making a game they're basically like, pre-coiners building on bitcoin like bitcoin they're like, or, like, like i, I think
1: the, i think this is mass adoption where Ethereum, it's like as soon the as these of, some games some reason, start the integrating bitcoin in, in some capacity like all these people are going to offer i mean like especially looking at i like this
2: it's going to help this all make
1: sense to them problem a
2: few years down the line there's going to be there's a better way to do this kind of thing and i was quite lucky because i was like making the games by myself so <laughs> i didn't really have any financial like commitment yeah, that's, that, that's, that's a whole nother conversation
1: whatever you change made this but... game
2: and it's not working you basically pivot to whatever you can do yeah to try and make that game run um but yeah it, 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 it was all on bitcoin like and i think like i said i said already in the podcast now we have the lightning network for payments i think we'll definitely start to see those kind of games coming back, and I think we might start to see game tokens and NFTs coming back for some of the solutions. However, I think there's a, a I think there's like a non-technical issue with them. I think they kind of have a strange incentive that, that,
1: what, that doesn't like make have people great be, games. who say that have they even tried? Have like, I literally am sending Sats you know, nonstop. Um,
0: I'm,
2: I'm literally every NFT day in my doing game it something. Only it works
1: one. every Everybody single time. Like I don't, don't know the last time like I had a failed payment or anything. I've
0: never gotten the NFT. Even though I have a rare Pepe was gifted to me, but like the... Wait for how
1: long? You know, oh, he froze.
0: People are hot on like the NFT art. Like it doesn't make any sense to me. Um, I, I, but, yeah, I think there's something there, but I think it's like an order of magnitude
2: difficult problem to solve. But I think they're just Bitcoin and gaming. It's like n- no brainer. It's much simpler. So I am kind of have ha- like, like a toe in the water about like NFTs and game tokens, but I'm really not interested just now. I think it's to see what
3: happens and what's the best way to do it um, but yeah. yeah it's very overly complex like building this economy is where each individual item is its own asset with value that you've got to try and price like there's just going to like 99 of nfts will be worthless like,
1: right
3: right yeah. you're going to want to administer that yourself that so, like
1: that I, mean.
2: I was around like a bunch of my friends and like peers made nft games and the problem is like I've seen it time and time again, you make these tokens in your game and you make them rare and uh, people buy them. And then once they don't start to make money on your token that you made, they, then they get quite litigious and angry. And then your incentives as a game company come around. Well, we need to kind of pump our token because all the users are getting annoyed that this token they bought isn't worth mm-hmm. anything. And so I think th- then you kind of go into this like depth. Control of your game. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I've kind of seen personally. And then it's, you stop focusing on making the game you want and you start focusing on kind of hyping up your token to try and mm. keep the users happy you invested and then somebody buys them all and then dumps them and messes up the market and it gets it's a very difficult problem well, to solve
3: that's the other thing like the first people come is investors come in like you know like crypto yeah. investors and small vcs and then you have to try and incentivize a way to get gamers to play the game to actually create economy and create people who want to use it um Whereas Bitcoin's already done that, it has value and people want it. So like, just start there. Um, the the ultimate point about you know the games that we're building is that like Chris has done some like great like you know demo games that show what it is that you can do with Bitcoin. But we're you know as we keep saying, we're focused on just like enabling Bitcoin for all the existing games out there. That's that's our market, um, and that's why you know you know we're, we're building stuff so that games with tens of millions of active users can can have Bitcoin in them. Um, And that's what we're going to see next year.
0: Is the lightning network ready for this? I guess that's the next question. Have we scaled enough? You don't. you don't know you don't know until you try it out, right? Um it's uh
2: it's more ready than base layer was
0: (laughs) you're talking to one of the biggest lightning network bulls out there i fucking love the lightning network i use it literally every day either receiving sending streaming payments um i like where the lightning network is personally compared to what a lot of people a lot of people are still calling it vaporware it's like you don't even know
3: I haven't had a failed payment for
0: this he'll come back here in a second
2: i i kind of think the people who say that like what other crypto are they using that's working like what are they doing with the x token is it just probably just trading or investing right are they using any any applications maybe about
0: it no they're just hoping their bags pump usually um simon we lost you when you were talking about your lack of failed payments recently.
3: Yeah, no, I was just reinforcing what, what, what Des said that I haven't, I haven't had any failed payments for about two years when I was like running my own node experimentally and trying to route my own payments through the command line and didn't really know what I was doing. Since, since then I have just like, it just works. Like, it just works.
0: And it always feels like magic. Like when I top up my Bitcoin bounty hunter ad, she's like, ah, this is pretty dope. And that's actually, um, Getting family and friends who are interested in Bitcoin. That's how I show them because they know about the podcast. I'm like, "Look, I'll buy an ad in this video game for my podcast for a quarter." And they're like, "What?" Like, "Yeah, look." Like, blows their mind.
2: A hangover from when the Lightning Network first came out. So every time I make a payment now, I still kind of, kind of scream and oh, it's fine. (laughs) Just because. (laughs) (laughs) Remember, like trying to buy a T-shirt and I had like three different wallets, and I because trying all three of them, and then. One failed and another one, in you know, so I kind of still have this like, kind of, but yeah, like
0: it, it shell it, shock,
2: shell shock,
0: yeah, kind of thing. It's uh, well, it's crazy. Like, uh, Matt and I were actually talking a rabbit hole recap last night. Like, our shout outs are $50 worth of sats at a given point in time when somebody pays them. Uh, last 12, six have been paid over the Lightning Network. Like, first try, like, I can see in BTC Pay Server how many attempts and. And goes through like 50 What it what is,
3: what is amazing like is is like in the games that we're, we're talking about like when the audience is paying to drop power-ups and they they pay and then a power-up drops in a game it's just like instant and that's like using an external payment system the lightning network it's just like it, like it just is. it's like magic and it works It's like and you don't have to rely on anyone it's it's so cool so cool well,
0: and it truly wasn't possible before the Lightning network right yeah you no.
3: gotta do that I did it in my original
2: games and then got told off by like Luke Dash Jr. and stuff. And...
0: <laughs> For what? Taking up
3: block space or?
2: Yeah, well, I'd say that was kind of, yeah, I remember at the time and like, uh, yeah, I was, like I was oh. just.
3: They, weren't there like zero conf transactions though, were they? Like they weren't instantaneous? My original, well, yeah,
2: they weren't zero conf, no, but like back in like the early days of Bitcoin, like I guess, application making you know it's a different time right you know so like you know i guess a, a lot of the hardcore people knew about like waiting for like you know kind of six confirmations all this kind of stuff, block reorgs but kind of if you just had the wallet at the time you just say yeah you've got it right you know it'd, it's like how the bitcoin cash wallet works now i guess you know it's like <laughs> they just say you've got it and, and assume as the payment's finished that's kind of what it was like but i was just like basically just like broadcasting like penny value transaction to the mempool. Just all the time, just like spraying them out, and it was fine. It was fine. It was fine. And then a lot of people were angry at me that I didn't know about because I didn't look at Reddit. And then it stopped being fine. <laughs> or it stopped. start to be more expensive, kind of thing. Uh, yeah.
0: You're dust attacking the network over there, Chris.
2: I guess Sh- so. Yeah. my head. I, no, I'm kidding. Well, like that was like my first introduction I, I I got into Bitcoin like I guess from a gaming point of view. So I was like, you
0: know. How really?
2: naive well yeah like i was working for a company in australia and uh i was basically the australia aired the 60 minutes tv show about a kid who made a lot of money like he made an app he became like a millionaire overnight kind of thing like one of those stories and then like the company just basically was anybody who had an idea after watching this show would come in and pay us like 10 20 grand and we'd make their like happy game. So I made like angry bears and angry bees and angry all these kind of things. And I was like making kind of gaming apps at the time. And then um, I heard about Bitcoin and I thought yeah, I'll just kind of put it in a game. That was the first thing I thought about doing.
0: So. Sorry. Sorry, sorry. you can take that. <laughs> now my brother's trying to FaceTime me. It's coming through. Sorry. Um, sorry for that interruption. No, it's There's well, something but it's something like the, the or, All right, f- let's finish. Uh, you get an NVIDIA gaming, but I have a point to make when, when the yeah. story's finished. I'm sorry for that interruption.
2: Finishing then. Yeah. I was just kind of said that I think a lot of people who got into Bitcoin, I think in a way it depends what podcast you were listening to at the time, but it was kind of like sold as like, this is the application layer. Right. And like, you know, even like people like Andreas at the time were saying, you know, and everybody's going to, cause it's going to be Joey token and all this kind of stuff. And it's like, yeah you know, so we all kind of full force building stuff on on the base layer and so yeah I got into game and then ultimately it didn't work but now like lightning network feels like the application layer that bitcoin was you know appeared to be to some people back in like 2012 2013
0: whatever yeah it gets to like a point I've been harping and what Ryan and I discussed when he was on a month ago now at this point like there's an order of operations this point like people are so impatient um like, it's, it's frustrating for me as an outside observer and a user. Um, that like, Ethereum, oh, smart contracts, NFTs aren't perfect on Bitcoin. yet. Yeah, let's go build a whole new chain. Um, and I think having a long-term view about Bitcoin and its layered scaling um, uh, preference uh, is going to work out. So, like, I think you guys focus on the ZDK, for developers, like long term is is probably one of the best moves you can make, or SDK, excuse me. Um as a was it the ZDK at one point?
3: I think someone said call it a ZDK, but we thought that's that's just confusing for people who like don't know about lightning. Like yeah. LDK. Um we're we're trying to like convert no coiners, so like <laughs> let's not invent new things. I
1: do mm-hmm. like it though. It is it is kind of it's yeah.
3: Yeah, I think Matt might have actually suggested that,
0: like on an RHR when we talked about 70. Yeah,
3: we'll we'll rebrand it once we're successful. No,
0: don't don't rebrand by by any means. But again, like the point I'm trying to get to is, I think you guys are setting yourself up for long term success by being patient mm. and building yeah. these things out in a way that's not scammy and like trying to bootstrap a network effect with its own token. Um, so would you, like I know we've mentioned, uh, like grand plans for gaming like the virtual world becoming much larger and the virtual economy becoming much larger than the meat space economy but personally for zebedee and mink gox like what do you guys have planned five ten years from now how do you see it evolving
3: Um,
1: yeah simon i don't know take it for, for zebedee yeah
3: you just go ahead for a minute
1: Oh, okay. Um, yeah, I mean, for, at least from the mink oxide, um, you know, like I kind of said, um, you know, we're kind of just building in response to the demand, like what people want to see, we're just trying to build. Um, so it's kind of nice, because like the market kind of creates what we're doing. Um, but over the next year, um, you know, we're just thinking about what we can build for people in the next year. So that's like more... More esports tournaments uh, more often, bigger prize pools. Um, you know, just getting more people developing games that we can start featuring in Gox. Um, We also um, are you know planning to do once life is back to normal some in-person esports events. So um, you know, hopefully, you know, having some cool announcements around Bitcoin 2021. Um, so if and when that happens, um, you know there will be some really cool Mick Gox and Zebedee stuff um, at that event, as well as like other gaming stuff. So um, yeah, with Mick Gox, it's just, you know, we want to get people involved and and start getting them onboarded um, to playing games on lightning. So yeah, just more more events. So we'll be at the very least hosting one major event um, every month for the next year. Um, also doing like mini tournaments in between, doing qualifiers, um, hosting um, like this lightning lap thing that maybe Chris can can describe. But Marty, it'd be great to get you on there and um, get you competing um, against like other other Twitter personalities. Um, it would be cool. We'll see. Don't call me a Twitter person. I don't know what are, what?
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, No, I'm kidding. Um, no, I'd love. To, I need to get on it. I need to start experimenting with
3: this more. Uh,
1: yeah,
3: we'll see. You, too, am I? Uh, you can hear me, Kenny. Um, yes. yes I'll, I'll try and give you my, my my kind of forecast. So, from like the Zebedee side, like over the next year, two years, we're going to see like Zebedee integrations with some like mainstream games that can be played like, you know, games that are already like insanely popular, and now people are playing them for for sets. Um, And then what we're also going to see is, you know, this is like beyond trading, this is like going to be the next, the second major application for for Bitcoin. Um, So you're going to start to see, you know, maybe maybe if your bank enables you to use Bitcoin as well as your exchange, they're going to want to start offering their you know their customers' access to like Bitcoin and video game services because that's where people are going to be like that's where the real economy is going to be not not out there. This is where like kids are going to this is where like you're going to onboard your next customers because they're going to be playing and earning a living in virtual worlds.
0: Hmm. Simon, I think you may overtake the other Simon Cows, the most famous Simon Cow on the planet. <laughs> <for> the <future. laughs> Will they <laughs> What's it like sharing a name with that guy?
3: uh you get upgraded a lot which is great when you book like <laughs> reservations <laughs> but you you have to live with the constant look of disappointment on people's faces when you turn up and they realize their mistake
0: <laughs> i have a cousin um
3: i'm not gonna dox
0: myself I, i'll tell you when we're finished recording but similar similar a cousin and an uncle actually well that the other thing. great thing
3: is like it's so hard to like my digital footprint is so obscured by him like it's, it's cool like you can't find anything out about me <laughs> yeah it's good for
0: opsec yeah. Um, uh, it's been fascinating I'm excited for the future of gaming and freaks to make it clear I know I sent a tweet out last night it was a, a poor attempt at a joke coming at cyberpunk cyberpunk 2077 um, which seems to have been a huge failure why is that game a failure
3: um, uh, I I think for like I don't know if it is a failure like I mean I really like her like she's, she's really nice um, but as I say it's, it's really hard to create a game like it's really hot, like less than five games
1: 2077
3: it's a game oh sorry oh yeah Yeah, i'm not talking about it
2: okay
3: (laughs) you're thinking of because
0: wasn't like it was like highly anticipated launched recently and people are like asking for is it a fail
3: i've been meaning to download it it's
2: it's it's just basically like my, my understanding is like, you know, they kind of had deadlines to get it up before Christmas, but like they got disrupted because game dev always takes longer than you think it does. And also like COVID probably some of the staff, I don't know, couldn't work. And they kind of like, it, it got released a bit buggy. I think the main scandal has been that on consoles, so like certain consoles, the game graphics are like pretty poor. So I think that's why I think Steve, Sony has taken it off for of like PlayStation and given refunds but i think like the game itself is good i'm not sure like it just wants to kind of get a patch that fixes these bugs because it was kind of you know pushed out a bit too early because you know a manager said somewhere we have a deadline and the programmer said sure yeah <laughs> generally what happens right um that's why we finished yeah
0: yeah it's um yeah so i attempted to, i made a poor joke last night uh in a series of tweets saying like why would you waste your money Playing video games and then like a few tweets down when you could be a cyberpunk <laughs> in real life, make real cyberpunk money. But you can now. Yeah. Due to the yeah. tools that you guys are building. Cyberpunk
1: gamer. That's what you're gonna be, Marty, on December twenty seventh. And then Ox ten.
0: Mint Ox ten, big announcement coming, three thirty Eastern. Um, let's wrap it up here. Favorite video games outside of Lightning Network enabled games of all time. One or two
3: age of empires boring
0: you know <laughs> i i fucked with age of empires for a while not my favorite though
1: animal crossing i i and also farmville i want chris to build a, a lightning enabled farmville Farmville.
0: Oh, <laughs> I, I don't I, I haven't been on facebook in quite a while but i don't miss the farmville notifications that would that would flood your notice okay.
2: metal gear solid was a big one i used to play the uh, yeah. uh gran turismo i used to like uh a oh, bunch Call of Duty I used to play a lot. Mon- I think the first game I played was like Monkey Island, it was like one of my kind of childhood game I suppose.
0: Yeah. Yeah, myself personally, it was Zelda, Ocarina of Time, and Halo were my one-two punch yeah, growing fun. up. Yeah. A little Star Fox sixty-four thrown in there as well. Um, well, Chris, Des, Simon, thank you for joining us. I learned a lot. I'm gonna game more. I hope you freaks know I don't hate gaming or people that do game. It was a bad joke last night. Sent after RHR when we had a couple glasses of whiskey, so it didn't land, obviously. Um, But I really do think what you guys are working on is extremely important. And like I said in the beginning of the episode, it's a use case that is highlighting the the power of the Lightning Network and something that wasn't really obvious when the Lightning Network first launched, but it's coming more obvious by the day these little micro interactions and economies growing in the virtual world, particularly around gaming. Um, where can we find out more about the tournament next week? What you guys are doing at Zebedee? What you guys are doing personally? What's going on at Lightning Labs? Um, sorry for that confusion in the beginning. Oh,
1: it's a lot. Um, yeah. I follow Nick ox at Nick uh on Twitter. Um, yeah. And join us on the 27th for Nick Gox. 10 um, and you can just go stream the whole event from mcgox.com and on the lightning labs front obviously um, follow us on twitter um, but also sign up for the lightning lab which um, Ryan does an amazing job on Um, we push out a lot of information on there Um, yeah those are um, my two plugs if Simon Chris you want to you want to plug yeah let's
3: say you know um, go to zbd.gg and download the, the app um, and then, yeah, join us for Gox, um where you can use it and stack some sets. Um, get on, there's links to it. Like, if you go to our Twitter or our website, then you, there's links to Discord, which is the best place to kind of chat more actively. Yeah, join yeah. the Discord is good, yeah. Um, yeah, just
2: Minkgox.com. I'm Mandelduck at Twitter. Um, one thing to point out that Mint Gox, you can just enjoy it in a browser. It's like a, a live Twitch stream. You know, and you can play the games. Some of the games in the browser as well. So yeah, if you go to minkox.com, it has all the information.
0: Yes, it's zbd.gg. Z e b e d e e dot g g. No, 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 z...
3: no. So yeah, so just the letters. <laughs> oh, just letters? Oh. Okay. Yeah. So z z b and d, the three letters. Dot g g.
0: Z b d. All
3: right. I'm an idiot. Yeah. Z
0: b d dot g g.
3: Yeah.
0: All right. It makes it easier a lot easier thrown but now you've said it we bees should bees. also
3: have zbd.gg as well to redirect to the same web page <laughs>
0: yeah or you can go check out what they're working on at zebede.io too you can check this yeah. out um gentlemen awesome. and lady appreciate your time thank you again for forgiving me for my mess up earlier this week and i look forward to joining you on the 27th and uh excited to see what you guys have to drop at 3 30 eastern on the 27th
3: great thank you thank thanks for having us appreciate it
2: thank did, you do you have a funny story that you're gonna to dox to yourself about or?
0: yeah wait i'm gonna i'm gonna hit oh i'm gonna stop the recording and then when we're done recording <laughs> right. i'll tell you uh peace love freaks